Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot take 86 a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present he is jed shepherd and he is rob jelly the third the third yeah do not get him confused especially ding, in the ding, new ding. Year. it's the new year rob jelly the third happy new year to you jed shepherd happy new year and we are allowed to say that until the 12th of january <laughs> yep my rule? Really? I made it up. I, I've, no, one's, no, no one's ever got to a decision on when we can... How long can we say Happy New Year Okay, for? so if you've got rules for that, so how long can you say Merry Christmas? What, after the fact? Yeah, or before... Because, are you, no, because I think you can only say Merry Christmas up to the fact. I feel like Merry Christmas is a before event. A, a right. before, um, Isn't it Christmas time? Yeah, but I think you can only say Merry Christmas before Christmas Day. If you said Merry Christmas to someone on Boxing Day, that'd be weird. Do you think? Yeah. Saying Happy New Year on January 12th is also quite weird. Mm. Say if you saw someone every day and no. all of a sudden on the no, 12th you go... If you're saying it every day for 12 days after the New Year to me. the same Norman, person... Norman. Yes, Rob? Norman. Um, I've waited 12 days to say this, but Happy New Year. No, mate. that's that's ridiculous. But if like, you, uh, if security. You see, if you see someone for the first time on the 12th, yeah. it's acceptable to say, Oh, Happy New Year to you. Okay. If you see someone for the first time on the 24th, of what, Jan? No, don't worry about it. Let's move on. What if they say Happy New Year to you? What do you say back? You'd leave the conversation. They're dead Can to you. Can you not just say Ditto or something? That... Or just, I know. Like when, right Han back so- when Han Solo says, I know, when Leia says, I love you. you yeah, know. That's, that's it. That's what you do. Yeah. After the 12th. You do Han- a Han Solo. You do a Han Solo. I know. <laughs> you do a hand side. That's, okay. that's how you get out of that situation. Right, good yeah. rule, good but it, it just it dawned on me that no one's ever really defined the, the cut-off point for yeah. Happy New Year. It's never okay. been... So I just made the decision this week. I think it's a good, good rule. I mean, if you get... To, it basically, it allows you for two working weeks post-New Year. Yeah. Uh, after that point, if you haven't seen someone okay. in the first two weeks of the year, the likelihood is you don't see them regularly enough to worry about Happy New Year's and Merry Christmases and Happy Birthdays and all that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, prob- yeah. it's probably likely that they they're not that close. Okay, <laughs> all right. You can just get, you can get on with the niceties. Just get on with the point. Right, right. Know? Okay. But what if they've been like on holiday or like in the army? And they've just come. Or back? then if they've been in the army and they've been away for seventeen years, you don't say yeah. Happy New Year seventeen times, do you? I, I would be seventeen. You would. I know yeah, you yeah. would. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> How are you though? You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Just being uh, normal stuff. Doing a lot of uh, cassette tapes at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Nina's bit. Oh doing yes, Nesbitt, doing her new album. Um, it's already on the website, so you can buy it. Very um, cool. Finish making it, but uh, you can buy that now. Um, they're baby pink ones. Uh, what, uh, one for this band called Milk Teeth, which are very okay. good. I've done tapes for them before, um, and some other big bands that I'm not allowed to say. I think, um, <laughs> and one for R. Stevie Moore, who is well, the godfather of tapes. Just just to throw in at this point, anyone we've uh, we've picked up on this uh, episode, take eighty six, yeah, yeah. uh, who's coming via the top fifty show, which we did on New Year's Day. Yeah, um, Jed is a man who drops names 
on a weekly basis. <laughs> I really do not. He does. I don't. don't. Don't believe a word he says until we get into the actual review of the shows we're talking about. He <laughs> always does this every week. And of recent, yeah. I've had the opportunity to return this favour. <laughs> um, and I have a few names ready to throw back at him. I so. definitely do not name drop. You do all. all the time. I do not, mate. What about when I came back from my holiday last year and you said, sorry, Rob, can't record this week. I've gone to LA for a film festival. I've been invited. Yeah, well... Oh, sorry, Rob. I've gone to the Aquaman world premiere VIP after party and Jason Momoa's here. We, well, yeah, you know. We, you... Shall I continue? Because there are more examples. <laughs> but the point is, you're a man of many talents, many skills. <laughs> yeah. um, none of them on display on this podcast, no, I'm afraid. No, I should just really to, employ them. Yeah, to, yeah, we should probably bring them in on this one. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've just been doing tapes and obviously it's got a lot of film projects on the go. So now. Cool few uh, fancy meetings. 2018 was a good year for both of us in fairness, wasn't it? I would say every year, year on year, is the best better. year. So if it carries on like this, 2019 is going to be Spectacular. Amazing. 2018 was pretty special, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2019 is going to be stellar. It is. That's a good word. Yeah. Cosmic. Cosmic. It's going to be intergalactic. It's going to be out there. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Really good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Um, uh, Great. And so let's get on with this. Uh, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. No. Had a good, good Christmas and New Year. And had stuff? a very good Christmas and New Year. Worked through most of it. I mean, I was off for Christmas Day, Boxing Day, the yeah. sort of general stuff there. Because so we um, recorded live on on Christmas Day and yeah, of course, and, and New, New Year's Day, Day as well. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> <laughs> and so, but I was back in work on the second, back okay. to normal from the second. So straight back into the swing of things. Uh, okay. And already this year, in the space of just a week and a half, yep. I have um, good guests. Yeah, I've uh, I had a chat with Sandy Toxvig uh, the other day. Uh, yeah. She was on the show uh, just yesterday, in fact, on the, on Monday. Danish royalty, uh, absolutely. And uh, we've just confirmed an interview with um, some bloke called Kit Harrington, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Never heard of him. That'll be um, that'll be good. Yeah, so that's happening uh, next week. You will get a lot of girls. Put that on Twitter. You get a lot of girls jealous. <laughs> just, um, just no, not because of Kit Harrington. Just because like you'll be because oh, it's me. You know, no, no it's because like you have a podcast with me every week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Kit Harrington too. I guess. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, we've got some more <laughs> names as well coming up, but they're not confirmed yet. So as soon as they do, I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, saw an adult panto on Friday. Did you? Yeah. Hansel and Gretel go down in the woods. Oh, dear. It was, oh, dear. It was so rude. It was so funny. Who was it this time? Uh, no one. There was no famous. Oh, okay. it was just, it was, and it was three actors. Yeah. They played three or four different roles each. So they right. would, like, two of them would be on stage and one of them would walk off as part of the story. Yeah, yeah And they'd yeah. appear back on stage in another dress or cool. another outfit. It was very, very good. The choreography was excellent. <laughs> Thoroughly recommend seeing that if you get a chance. It's, it's proper fun. It, it's, <laughs> it's proper fun. And it, What makes it adult, though? The language, right, the okay. innuendos, right. the constant references to mummy and daddy cuddles. Right. <laughs> in case there's any little ears in shots and you want to put these headphones on, I would suggest so. Nice. Um, that and uh, another tattoo. So, you know, it's been what? a good start to the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking, what, it, it, like, I haven't seen, what is that? It's from the Aristocats. Oh, of all things, I would not think you were an Aristocats fan. Really? Yeah. I'm a Disney fan, mate. Come on. That's true. You know, That's like, cool, man. Full of Disney characters. Obviously, it's healing, so it's a bit scabby at R- the moment. Rob has got an Aristocats tattoo on yeah. his inner arm. Yeah. 
uh, to accentuate his muscle definition. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to put, draw some attention to it more than anything. The hard work. Look at my muscles. Please look at these cats. <laughs> That's cool, man. What yeah. made what made you get the an, an aristocrats? aristocrats. Uh, so it's actually uh, it's um it's one from my nan and granddad. Uh, so when my when we were little ones, when yeah. me and my brother and sisters were little kids, we uh, we called my nanny and granddad uh, cats because they had cats, and the other ones we called glasses because they wore glasses, wow. which was weird because my nanny and granddad cats also wore glasses. <laughs> okay. But anyway, as little ones, it was the only way we differentiated between them. Um, and uh, Saturday was 10 years since my nan died. Um, so I thought I'd have something to sort of cool. remember her by. Um, my granddad's been dead for 20 years now, unfortunately. Okay. But um, yeah, so I thought I'd have... I've That's been, really sweet. Yeah, That's really sweet. trying to think of something for, for ages and ages and ages. And uh, it sort of came to me telling the last year. Nice. And, so yeah, got it booked in and, and actually had it on 10 years to the day, which was nice. You, you know what people have when they when they first get an arm tattoo, though? Mm. They get addicted and then you'll still... You'll, oh, that's my, that's my sixth one, mate. But for your arm, you'll get a whole sleeve full of Disney characters soon. Oh, no, that is actually the, that is the idea for this arm. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, the, the other arm's going to get the Disney sleeve. What, what would you get? Uh, it's going to be all the Pixar characters. So a oh. so representation of every Pixar film. I just saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, it's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people said it isn't as good as the first one, which is probably true. Um, but yeah, but it's hard to it's hard to replicate something when you've got a fresh idea like Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, yeah. which is a completely new concept, mm-hmm. a new idea, which is great to see. We need more of that. Yeah. When you're sort of trying to carry the story on, sometimes it's a bit like, well, we've seen this. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. So the shock factor or the surprise factor to the you know the story is kind of gone. Yeah. So therefore, the story itself has to be. Twice as good. So your arms will be full of Disney princesses. Pretty much. Yep. Nice. Take a look at it. Spare bone now. But uh, I watched Moana the other day for the first time as well. Moana's brilliant. So good. Yeah. So good. Excellent. It's really good I didn't realise. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Brilliant. I mean, we're, I'm happy to keep talking Disney characters if you oh. want. Or, or <laughs> yeah. we can get on format. It's up to you. Well, can we just mention the fact that um, Rob Jelly <laughs> has brought in... Check my Twitter now. What's t- what's today's date? The Ninth. S- 8th. 8th. 8th of Jan. 8th of Jan. We're recording 28th of Jan. This comes out on the 9th of Jan. So. Yep. Check my Twitter from yesterday, and I posted a picture of Rob Jelly's Mr. Men uh, lunchbox, metal yep. lunchbox, like he's from the 70s or something. Yep. Inside is an apple with a sticker on it, and loads of sweets, but that's not the only surprise that's inside. <laughs> the biggest surprise is the fact all four members of ABBA are stuck to, by sellotape to the inner lid. All four members. Uh, Rob, why have you got ABBA in your lunchbox? My work colleagues uh, sabotaged my lunchbox when it was in the fridge one afternoon. <laughs> And I really know how much you hate Abba. Yeah, and I realised immediately that if I was to remove it yeah. and they find my lunchbox again, they'll just do it worse, and it would just escalate up into a into a level. I've been subscribed to the Abba newsletter. I've told you this before. Yeah, I? Have you really? I oh keep unsubscribing God. it, and I keep getting emails. So people are deliberately <laughs> subscribing me to Abba newsletters at work. This is my work email address as well. Um, I find that quite amusing. <laughs> but if I find you, <laughs> in the words of Liam Neeson. I will kill you. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, another pun there for, for the last like three minutes while you were talking. I just cannot think of one. Lunch. Uh, it'll come to me. There's During nothing. this show, I will think of the you, perfect you, ABBA pun. You will burst out yeah. random mid-sentence. Lunchbox stroke Rob Jelly stroke ABBA pun. Okay, it'll come to me. Okay. It'll come to you in yeah. the next 40 Take minutes Take a chance on so. me, Rob. I will, I will oh, figure it out. I'll figure it out. Now. Yeah, okay. Should we go on to the format? We should. Uh, okay. Welcome along if it's your first time. If you, Jesus. If you're back for the <laughs> something other than the first time, then uh, you'll sorry be used to the last 10 minutes of ramblings. On to the show then. We okay. review two pilot episodes to television shows. They yep. are the first broadcast episodes. And why do we do that, Rob? Well, we're trying to find the best one. Ah. The best television pilot of all time. Okay. In order so that we can analyse it, 
Yeah. Suss out what they did to make it so good, mm-hmm. and then make a better one. We can easily do that. Yeah. We've done 160 plus shows so far. We'll just do a short for short remake of Pugwall. We can stop now then, can't we? Is that not at the top? It's not it's even in the top 50, oh, mate. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, I know. A-team's number one at the moment. It is. A-team is top of our list. Oh, we got a nice... By, by the way, before we get started, we got a oh. nice email, didn't we? We did. Oh, we had a lovely email okay, from Thomas. Le- yeah, was it named Thomas? Okay. Yeah. Talk talk for two seconds and I'll find okay, it. Okay, so Thomas sent us an email, which you're very welcome to do. So uh, probably easier to tweet us. I'll be absolutely yeah. honest with you, because we're always on Twitter. Because we haven't um, actually given out our email address, but Tom found my email address. I think um, he found it from my Twitter, because I think oh, my website's he? on there as well. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so Thomas sent us an email with uh, lots of suggestions of shows we can... Uh, we can watch the episode, the pilot episodes too. Um, actually came up with a couple where they were sort of pitting them against others, which was excellent work, Thomas. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so we will give you our Twitter details at the end of the episode and you can suggest shows. If you're watching something that you absolutely obsessed by, yeah. then let us know what it is and we'll go away and watch the pilot episode, review it against the criteria that we do all the shows against yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll give you our review. So Tom has written in and said, hello, guys. I'm a new listener of the pilot. Thank you. Maybe from the New Year show. Thank Bonjour. you. And I'm having such a good time. Keep up the great work. Do you take suggestions? So that probably means he did listen to the New Year show first. Yep. Okay, so if so, please take a look. His first suggestion is Coronation Street versus EastEnders. Big hitters. Good. Number Big two. hitters. Actually, I'll skip number two for a second. All right. Number three, Grainshaw versus Biker Grove. Great, great, great. They are on the list. Two interests me, oh, and on. I feel like maybe we should do this quite soon. Zuranga versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, if memory serves, mm-hmm. we've done Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, we have, haven't we? We have. It just didn't do very well, did it? It did all right, but it was it was it was all right. So, Th- so Thomas, can but you? I don't know what that was. The other one. Zuranga. So yeah, I good. asked him that as well, and he said it's Zuranga is a part, the 16th season of a franchise called Super Sentai. Super Sentai is the original source of Power Rangers, Ranger monster suits, fight footage, and Zord battles. Um, so maybe we can do Zuranga. Could we do that against something like Transformers? The cartoon. Oh, the original from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, we could do we could do that. Something. Thomas, get back to us. You you probably know better than us. What can we pitch Zuranga against? And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, we've already done Power Rangers, so we yeah. can't do it again. You can tweet us. We'll give out the details later yep. as well. Just perfect. Um, all right, guys. So Rob, go ahead. Right. Sorry, mate. Lovely. No, it's fine. So we will get onto format now, and we'll uh, rattle through these two shows for you this afternoon, this evening, or whatever time of day you're listening. Uh, actually, first one up is you. Uh, do you want to go first on this one? I do. Yeah. Go on, then. Yeah, start with a bang in the new year. Um, so. This time around, uh, we are, and actually, we didn't even announce what shows we were going to do because we were too busy with the Christmas period. We didn't have a thing. If we carry on rabbiting on this longer, no one's going to get to the episode as it is anyway. <laughs> this is going to be a two hour special. Right, okay. So, um, you won't know that we've picked this, but we have uh, the first one today, the first pilot episode we're going to look at and deep dive in is the Amazon Prime uh, exclusive, isn't it? It's yep. not in any other format. Um, and it's the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. The marvellous Mrs. Maisel in the house. She don't like chickens. She don't like mouses. What? <laughs> what? I used all my creativity earlier this afternoon. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I think I give that theme from four out of ten. I'll do a beat. You do, Ryan. Okay, okay. Ready? 
Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She likes to eat and <laughs> nasal. Yeah, well, I don't know. She bailed earlier than I did. Okay, okay, go slow again, slow again. No, 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 you don't get two attempts at <laughs> Jed Shepherd. Okay, go slow again. No, no, you've, you've lost it now. You're, it's over with. Okay. I, think that, I think what we've proved here... This was the launch pad to my rap career. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. This is not a launch pad to your rap career. This is a trampet into the River Thames. Okay. <laughs> well, but okay. the reason that we've done that <laughs> is because... There is no theme song. No. Um, what is maybe Minus may- one point. Maybe. We start with ten. We've proven nine. why there isn't a theme tune because... It was going to be one of those. Those were the only two choices they had. <laughs> no other ideas. Because it starts at 10, uh, the point scoring system, and it's already on minus, minus one, so it's it, down it, to well, nine. How have you taken 11 points away if it starts <laughs> at 10? <laughs> We've minus one off the total, so it's down to nine. It's not a good start. It's not a good start. Because we always like to have a good theme tune, and even if it's not... Well, we've had, for example, we, we were talking there, Lost. Yeah. Hasn't got a theme tune as such, but that... That weird, weird, eerie sort of synth sound yeah. is very iconic of Lost. If you were to hear that, you'd go, "Oh, that's the thing from Lost, isn't it?" Like you, you just. I want to hear something that puts you, transports you into that show the era. And sometimes sound can do that to you. It'd have been easy for them yeah. to pick a song that was of the era that this is set in the fifties, Mister Sandman or something. Yep. Yeah. Little bit of sort of yeah, exactly. We could have done that. That's all you need. But they didn't. They did nothing. We are available to to make theme songs for you guys. Yeah, maybe not rap ones. Probably not rap. More likely to do what ones. And yeah, it's interesting because that's actually the first time I think we've come across a show. The first time in eighty six takes of this podcast. Yeah. Where we genuinely don't have a theme tune to play. We've just had a quick look through yeah. the entire first series and even part of series two yeah. to see if there's any sort of reoccurring music at the start or the ends of the episodes. And there's nothing. There no. We cannot find a single thing. It's not even like a cold open and then the theme song. Which is also strange because when yeah. you think of the concept of the show, for those who are unfamiliar with The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, it's a show, it's a programme uh, about performing and yeah. and being on stage and... Hmm. It, seems, it, it must it have seems... been a choice. It must have been a yeah, choice. Yeah, brave choice though. Personally, I like it classic. I, I want to. I want a theme song. I want a theme song to say the name Perhaps. of the show. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. We do give a point marvelous for that. Mrs. Maisel. I tell you what, that's our little project for the next week. What's right? that? Between now and coming back next week to the next okay. week's for podcast, let's see if we can write a little twenty second ditty. Okay. Like seriously, actually trying to do one. Okay. And then we'll send it to Amazon. Okay. How about even better? If you were listening to this and you're a musician yeah. and you fancy giving it a go, yeah. check out the, the episode on Amazon. Have a watch of it and you just let us know what you think. But if you get an idea for a little riff yeah. of some sort, let's make it happen. Well, how about you go away, you, you come up with a, with a theme song, I go away, I come up with a theme song, and Blind will test it next week. Okay, yeah. done. Okay, done. done. All right, that's going to happen. 20 seconds max. 20 seconds. Has to include the words Marvellous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. Done. Okay. That's fine. We can do that. We can yeah. do that. So it opens up, um, without theme tune, to a wedding speech by the bride, Mrs. Maisel, yeah. as it happens, uh, played by uh, Rachel Bros- Brosnan. Yeah, who just won uh, the Golden Globe for her role as Marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Just... And rightly so, because yes, she's though. fantastic. So good. Uh, she, she's running off this speech. She's sort of telling the story of how she met Joel, her husband. Mr. Maisel, and <laughs> and they, I, I, I couldn't quite work out exactly where the religious tie over here was with the. So the Jewish, very very Jewish. All of them. She's a little bit more. Um, yeah, because I know there's different denominations of Jewish. Yeah. 
religion. So I, I wasn't sure whether or not they were coming from two different sort of denominations and and sort of fought, joining. I don't know. I, I couldn't I, quite I, work I that don't, out. I don't know. All I know is she offended them all when she turned around and said, there's shrimp in the egg rolls. Yeah, and they're like, shrimp, they all get up and they some of them walk Slammed out. Slammed the door and um, smashed their feet on yeah. the floor. But she was only joking. She was only saying the most offensive thing at the time. Yeah. Uh, most inappropriate thing. And you'll find that that's her style of comedy. She's there to, she says the things that people don't want her to say. And don't forget, this is set in the late 50s yep. where women should be... Speaking out is yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. You're not used to it. And this whole show, um, and specifically this episode, is about her learning her place in the world and her place in the world is on stage telling telling the world how it is yeah and this is where my first issue is okay I mean I love the concept of this yeah I love that she's a comedian getting up but she doesn't start I just think a lot of the material she has Mm -hmm. not just in this episode but let's talk about just this episode is very, very long speeches, funny speeches, that she's meant to have come up the, from the top of her head. Yeah. And that... But she's not, though, because the... So the one, so to, to quickly recap very briefly, Joel is the, is the aspiring comic, mm-hmm. and she is wife, supporter, yeah. and mother he's to the children. Great. He's not he's a not great, great comic. He's not great, and it turns out he's kind of stealing ideas Steal. from other comics. And Everyone does it, Rob. Everyone re- does it. Yeah, apparently. They don't. Yeah. Um... So she goes along and kind of gives him little helpful reviews and picks up like you know little um, bits from the crowds where maybe a joke worked better one night than the other. And she sits there with a notepad yeah, writing down make, the reactions. Notes. Anyway, the 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 story progresses on, and uh, this is not spoilers. We're a spoiler free zone here. We don't go beyond the first episode where we talk about here on the podcast. So yeah. um, anything we do say is only within the first episode. It's no no spoiler. Yep. Uh, Joel leaves her, mm-hmm. and she gets a bit drunk. Yep. And walks outside in the rain in the middle of the night and goes basically stomping into the bar where Joel has done a lot of his stand-up. And it's the Gaslight Cafe, which is a real venue, yep, real comedy venue back in the in the fifties. Um, I think it was where like you you saw like folk singers as well. Yeah, um, on the um, uh, Upper West Side of Manhattan. Um, so and she's quite a well-to-do lady. Yeah. Like her and her husband, they do well for themselves. Yep. Uh, so so she storms in there. Yeah, cut drenched through. And the club pretty plastered. Exactly. And the club manager is um a quite a stern lady. Like you would not mess with her. Yeah. And uh this this stern imagine, lady. remember your German teacher. Yeah. That kind her. of character. Yeah, imagine her and she's like, What are you she this, her face is just like, What are you doing here? Because she's been um previous to this, their experience together has been Mrs. Maisel forcing um, her way in and getting her husband a slot by by baking stuff. Bribery brisket, I called it. Bribery bis- brisket. Yeah, yeah. What um, is a brisket? It's it's um, it's like a well, it's a meat joint, isn't it? Is like it? a long, okay. slow cooked meat joint. Okay. It's, it's beautiful, man. Oh, you gotta try the brisket. Mm, okay, brisket. That's what she said. Um, and then there was uh, so they, the, now she's there. Dr- She's just absolutely drenched. Yeah. And she just gets up on stage. And she's basically ranting about the fact that Joel's left her. Yeah. Um, for for absolutely no reason as far as she can see. There's nothing's exactly. going wrong. Everything's pretty cushy in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she starts regaling the sort of tale of what's happened yeah. to the back of the stage. So she's facing the back wall and the audience are all... Now, she's just kind of walked onto the stage mid-act, between two acts. So the audience sort of thinks she's an act and it's part of it that she's... Yeah. On the stage, she's done this whole thing on purpose. It's all part of it. And um, one of them turns around and goes, we can't hear you. So she turns around and, blinded by the <coughs> light slightly, she sort of walks up to the microphone and goes, what? 
Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> and she starts then just basically ranting into the microphone. Yeah. But as it turns out, everything she's saying is sort of hitting home and, and is becoming... It's funny, is, yeah. is funny. And Very people... self-deprecating, which yeah. is the root of a lot of comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And so she, as a matter of fact, gets a really, really good response from the audience that are there. Well, you would, because she takes the top off. Well, yeah, there is that too, yeah. But then she gets arrested for that because yeah. uh, indecent exposure and, and so on and so forth. So let, let me ask you a question. Like, so this was this this whole thing is written by and directed by Amy Sherman Palladino, who did like Gilmore Girls, etc. Yep. Do you feel that it was unnecessary for the main actress in this TV show to get topless in episode one? No. I think it's a great vehicle to remind you of the era that it's in. And the sorts of things that men and women could and couldn't do. Like you couldn't do that now. You could. Could you? Yeah, you could in this comedy club. I think it'd be. I think you'd get less. There'd be less of a telling off of doing that now. Obviously, yeah. yeah you, in a certain bar, you'd probably still. It'd still be very much frowned upon. But I doubt that you would get arrested for it. Mm. You'd probably get barred from ever working there again or doing any of the yeah. comedy there again. But I thought it was a bit cheap. Did you? I, thought, I, I felt like they could have achieved that same thing just with her swearing or saying, saying swear no, words. No, but they needed, to get to, needed her to get arrested so that... But she, she could get arrested for indecent uh, like language and stuff as well. Make public nuisance, etc. Yeah, I she guess. Was already, because she does later on. I don't know. I, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it. I didn't think it sort of rubbed the grain the wrong way or anything like that. I just, I, to be honest, yeah. with, I thought it was actually quite clever, quite a clever way of sort of like ramping it, ramping it, ramping it, ramping it. Okay, we've hit there now. Yeah. We're, we've hit max, you know, capacity of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just fury and outlet for her, and it's all come to a, a sort of head there, and it's like poof. And it's crash. I thought maybe because it's the pilot episode, you need to shock people. You need to get people talking perhaps. about it, and that's the fastest way to do it. Yeah, I perhaps. Uh, and I think it's an incredibly clever way of of doing something very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's at the start. You, you. I don't think you really get even from the speech was a bride at the start. I don't think you really understand quite how much this story is going to flip on its head in just that first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Partly for me. I thought the story of Joel was going to go on a lot longer. Now, I don't know if he comes back in because I've only watched episode one for now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if he's going to come back in, get better and better and better. And she is the one that helps him all the way. And it turns out that actually, whilst he's becoming a big star, yeah. she's the brains behind the operation. Now, I, miss, I must admit straight away, and I know you've watched on, so yeah. I know you're not giving anything away at this point. I immediately thought of a comic called Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Now, him and his wife both write the show together. They've oh. got five kids together as well, okay. so they're like they're really tight-knit. Yep. Um, and he often talks about her on stage as part of the show and his kids and things. But they, she also gets credit in the writing of the okay. show as well. At the end of the Netflix specials they've done, oh. or he's done, sorry, um, she is credited as a writer, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is fantastic. And I think, actually, sometimes the person who knows you best is your other half. Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. comedy, you can actually get some incredibly good stuff out yeah. of them. And it's not even just talking about them, like the silly things that they do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. could get some stuff genuinely because they they know you and they know how to make you laugh. And if they can make you laugh, yeah. imagine how much funnier that will be when you put mm-hmm. that into prayer. So yeah. I, I thought it was quite nice, 
quite a nice sort of uh, dynamic. Yeah, dynamic between yeah. the two of them. I th- and I thought they're both actually great. Like the casting, yeah. fantastic. I've never heard of either uh, Rachel or Michael's work before. Yeah. So I, I mean, was I was totally sort of new to both of them, and I thought they just they hit it off really really well, and I thought they were great great duo. The, these kind of like period piece um, shows like. I'm, I'm instantly as soon as I see something set in like the 50s I'm like scrap this I'm not yeah. going to watch this but I've been surprised time and time again and now they're becoming my favourite show if it's a histor- historical show yeah. or like a set like 100 years ago I'm like this is going to be good I know it's going to be good yeah. just because all the experiences I've had so we're, far we're getting, Downton we're, Abbey's we're, done it. it we're getting so much better at going back in time and re- recreating these, wheel, yeah. these worlds and these, these periods exactly so um, the, so she exposes herself in the club she gets yep. arrested and uh, we're not going to spoil the ending but it, it ends in, on a kind of like a cliffhanger yeah it um, does doesn't it yeah like what's she going to do now is she going to obviously she has a talent for, for this comedy and as you kind of, kind of know the premise of the show she'll probably continue to do that is she going to get back with her husband is she going to go off with someone else there's and is Midge, the, the club owner, is she going to be help nurture her, or is she going to like continue to to like push her away for the longest time? It's it's interesting, and it has all the hallmarks of a, a real classic, and that's why it's won just a, an f ton of uh, awards. Yeah, it's constantly winning awards, and that's what drew me to to pick it actually, because it was just like, why is everyone saying this is great? I need to watch it. Yep, and it's a good call as well because I, enjoyed I thoroughly it. enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, and there are two seasons available now on Amazon Prime. Um, season three is on the way later this year, apparently. Yes. Yeah, um, which is quite exciting for those who become fans of it quickly. Uh, let's run it against the uh, the commandments then for those who let's are in, uninitiated in this. Yeah. We came up over the space of about sort of the first four or five months, really doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Ten things we look for in every show. Yeah, in the first pilot in the pilot episode. To really kind of set the standard, so and um, do commandments equal points? They nearly always equal points. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're kind of point per commandment, really. Um, but we're willing to adjust the scores wiggle. slightly. You know, yeah. give them a little wiggle. Uh, do you want to watch episode two? Yes, yes, I, I did. do. Yep. I da- I've downloaded the first series, oh, yeah. awesome. so uh, I haven't dug into it yet, but we'll yeah. do. Uh, does it have a memorable theme tune? Yeah, I remember it. Great, great tune. Love that tune. Yeah, yeah. love that tune. Real catchy. Um, that doesn't mention the show title, so it doesn't. Mm. It implies it, though. If I feel, yeah, good point. It does imply. <laughs> uh, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yes, yeah. certainly a new journey. You're about to go on this new journey with her as a single mum. Yep, and a comic, and thrown into this new world as, yeah. as well. It's great for sure. Uh, would you pause for a pee? I probably would. I think yeah. I did. Yeah, did I, think, I think I did. So she just went down your trousers. Yes, somewhere on the sofa though, mate. You can pee yourself laughing. That's yes. what they say. Well, that's a pretty good accolade to yeah. get, isn't it? Uh, do you feel emotionally connected with one or more of the characters? Yeah, to the main character, yep. Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, Mrs. Maisel for sure. And also to Joel a little bit. I feel like he was a tryhard and he's just unwilling to accept. Part of me was a bit like, mm. he just he's not accepting that actually this isn't for him, but actually it should be fun. It's interesting you say that. I feel something for him, I'm not, not sure what it is. Maybe because I know... All right. Future episodes, yeah. Uh, Would you recommend it? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely, we would. Uh, Is there a mic drop? I think there probably is. I didn't see him leaving. The topless thing is a bit of a mic drop. I did not see that coming. I I didn't see him leaving either. No, I didn't either, yeah. Not until quite close to the moment. Yeah. Probably within about a minute of it happening, I was thinking, oh, something's not right here. Yeah. But I did expect her to get on stage on the 
other club at some point in the episode and to the but getting the boobs out was yeah. a bit of a surprise so a surprise. probably a surprise, yeah, but yeah a, a mic drop indeed uh does it defy expectations yeah yes yes because it's still even though everyone said it was great i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest with you when you said the marvelous mrs mazel i did think you'd lost your mind you thought it was like mrs brown's boys didn't i you? thought you'd lost your mind <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you and i'm very pleased you haven't has it aged well Brand new show, really. Only yeah. a year old. Well, just over a year old now. I think it will age well because it's a period piece, so yeah. it doesn't matter when you watch it, really. Yeah, absolutely. And is the hype real? For once? Yes. Yeah. Defo. Yeah, Definitely. but, you know, especially when it comes to awards. I was saying this on the show, on my radio show, actually, only uh, last week, how sometimes when the, the critics and the awards people give out all these nominations, it's often a... They, they often live in a different bubble. It's true, it's true. That they have no idea what normal people who sit on an actual sofa and eat, you know, biscuits out of the packet really enjoy watching. But on this occasion, they've actually pulled out something really, really quite good. So do you do you feel, though, because obviously you are trying to get into stand-up comedy, it's yep. something you want to do. This is this show is about someone doing that same thing, their first early steps into stand-up comedy. So it, you must have empathised with her quite a lot. Massively. Her, yeah. Massively. Did it give you any ideas? And yeah, I've got to write stuff down more rather than relying on my memory. Because <laughs> I come up with, I genuinely, I'll, I'll think of a little idea, a little sketch of some sort, and I'll just store it in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll do that so many times over and over and over again that most of them end up merged into one sketch, and it's That's just a mess. Fine, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's it's worse than Ross Noble on drugs. Yeah. Also, can we talk about um, Emma? Uh, um, a Frequent guest. She's been on twice. Yeah. She's been on twice. Yeah, she's been on twice. She's the most frequent guest we've yeah, had. Frequent guest. <laughs> is writing a uh, a pilot for a TV show and uh, there's a part for Mr. Rob Jelly in it. Um, Worryingly, isn't it? So, yeah, worrying. So let's see how that turns out. And I, I'm, I'm likely going to direct the pilot episode. So uh, we'll, we'll see so how that goes. Already dabbling in the actual creation of our own pilot in a way, <laughs> yeah. in some sort of shape or form. So, but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, just 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 while I remember. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll give it some score in a bit. Uh, yeah. As always, we do the scores together at the end of uh, chatting about both shows. So that was your choice. My choice was something I spotted uh, tail end of last year. Yeah. Uh, they announced that they were going to be showing the first series of this in the UK, mm-hmm. and it had my probably favorite actor of all time it's definitely a definitely a big question mark but i'm saying he's definitely top three for real yeah okay i just think he has a way of commanding a screen yeah um i, I feel i would watch anything he's in really yeah anything. even the grinch just, just a, love the grinch <laughs> no the grinch is good yeah. i love the grinch um i am talking about the brand new tv show that stars jim carrey kidding A nice little plinky plonky theme tune. Yeah, quite sure. And they're all different, actually. Uh, every episode, it's slightly so all based around loosely the same thing, but there's not mm. a sort of one tune thing. It's all very, it's quite visual as well. The sort of title sequence. Just, I don't like that. It's not memorable. I don't like that at all. It's not memorable. Is that worse than having silence? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it wasn't silence in Mrs. Maisel, was it? It was just a lack of, like, they just did away with the title sequence altogether and just got on with it. I don't know. I quite like it. I think it works really nicely with the visuals. And I think the the tone of each bit of music at the start of the show does change with the way the story evolves. Okay, that's quite good. Now, I have to be careful to 
obviously only chat about the first episode. Please do, because I've only seen the first episode. Um, so I've watched the entire first series. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, but I made sure that I put all of my notes down based on the first episode only. Yeah. Uh, so there's no spoilers beyond here. Uh, Jim Carrey plays a character called Mr. Pickles. Uh, <laughs> or to give his proper name, it's Jeff Picarillo. Yeah. Um, and he's a, a world-renowned... Mm-hmm. brand and face of children's television. He's an entertainer. It's based on like Mr. Rogers, isn't it? Yeah. The kind of a kid's show where he talks yeah. to the camera about um, social issues and things in, in Stop learning, life. lots of Learning, lots of lessons. And there's puppets and there's colourful things. Songs. And, yeah. Love songs. Yeah. Love the songs. Yeah, yeah. Songs, songs were great. Well, he uh, starts off with a song, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He absolutely does. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> but, but from the um, the end of the film, where he's like, where Mrs. Doubtfire is, spoilers the, by the way, um, it becomes like the entertainer on the show. Yes, yes, own yes. little sort of living room and the sofa and, yeah. and Mr. Postman and yeah, and, and, and that kind of. Which I think that was a Mr. Rogers thing as well. Yeah, probably yeah. was. There's probably a couple of nods there, both yeah. equally. Um, but the it starts out the pilot episode is all about how uh, Jeff, Mr. Pickles, mm-hmm. wants to deal with the subject of death. And there's a really quick, really quick flash to a car crash, which yeah. is not explained at first. And it's thrown in just before you get this mention of Jeff approaching the boss of the production company makes the show. But I think that flash is enough, for, if you've seen any TV show or film, to know exactly what's going on. Yeah, I think so. I think it gives you just enough information without giving you the full background and detail. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jeff wants to tackle the subject of death because he says, you know, it's important for kids to understand that these things do happen and there's mm-hmm. definitely a way of us doing it. We've got the platform. We've got got the power to do it. We've got creativity to do it. Let's deal with it. Let's head on. Let them know this is a thing. It's a part of life. Yeah. Um, and it turns into an episode where you essentially learn that Jeff has lost a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one half of his twin boys, yep. um, Phil and Will, uh, played by Cole Allen, by the way, who's excellent at doing a job of playing essentially a, a, a sort of a single twin for duration. But there's yeah. also little flashbacks to pr- prior to the accident where he plays both parts. I couldn't work out <clears throat> if it was a girl or a boy at the start. Really? Yeah, the very first time we see the, see the kids, uh, where the kids like, I'm going to go and donate to the church. Yeah. Like, is, is that a girl or is that a boy? No, it's definitely a boy. Uh, I think it's borderline. Yeah, <laughs> I think you need to... Specsavers, I didn't, I didn't have my, my contacts in, but... Um, and everyone, and every, in fairness, everyone loves Mr. Pickles except for his son, Will. Yeah. Now... Who really doesn't like him even looking at him? No, he's, he's really not impressed by him at all in mm-hmm. shape or form. And, and clearly, there are lots of underlying issues with, with Jeff, with Will, and with the mum... Uh, Jill. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's Jill, Phil, Will up. and Jeff. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Judy Greer, who yeah. plays uh, Jill, Jeff's wife. And am, am I insane? Because, because, again, I've only watched this episode. Uh-huh. Obviously, they're separated because of the accident. Yeah, they're basically struggling to, and to deal with the whole thing. So they're Mr. separated. And Mr. Pickles lives in like an apartment by himself. Yep. Quite sparse. Yep. He watches himself on the TV and is quite lonely. Yeah. Uh, whereas the wife and the surviving kid has the, has the nice house that they kind of uh, yeah um, had before the accident, um, and I'm assuming that you find out more about how that happened and, and exactly why that happened. Yeah, 
And yeah, so the story unfolds quite a bit. I'm going to try and stick to my notes as best I can so I don't reveal too much more than what's in the first. Um, So you've got Jeff clearly struggling to deal with it and it's unfamiliar, unclear at the time of the pilot episode how soon uh, after this the accident uh, occurs we're seeing. Uh, but he's struggling with it. Will is struggling to process the death of his twin brother as well. He's going off the rails. There's a situation where he um, goes outside in all his winter clothes yep. uh, because he's going to get a bee's nest down from the tree and stick it in the boot of his car of his mum. Why was he? Doing I don't know. That? I think he's just. I think he's just going a bit mad. I, I think like, he's. I think he's just going mad. I didn't know if he was just cruel and wanted to get his mum up for some reason, <laughs> I, or if he just wanted to hurt the bees. I don't know. It's weird. It's a strange combination because he does that like he's trying to get attention or. He's trying to um, play up to, yeah. to, to, or something. Because then there's another bit where he goes to goes to the grave of his brother yeah. and there's a bunch of teenagers sitting on it and he tells them to move. Yeah, you're stepping on my brother's grave. Yeah, like, get off. Like, And he properly squares up to them. Um, anyway, he befriends these, these kids down the line. Um, but towards the end of the episode, you actually see him get the bee's nest out of the boot of the car mm-hmm. and then drop it right on his brother's grave. Yeah. And at first you think... This kid is definitely not right. Just, yeah, but actually what he's done is he's done it because then no one's going to step on his grave yeah, yeah. because there's a bee's nest there. Yeah. So he's actually doing it to look after his brother. And, I, and there's like a moment of like, and I genuinely stopped. I was, I had a little lump in the throat and everything. I was like, wow, the kid is actually really genuinely trying to do something good for his brother. Yeah. Despite what's actually happened and trying to process that information. And I think maybe what Jeff is doing is seeing Will unraveling and thinking, I need to try and do something to help Will, but also any other kid out there that's dealing the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I mean, when I said Jim Carrey was in this, you, and it was called Kidding, you'd think, ah, oh, this is going to be a wickedly yeah. fun thing. And there were some amazingly funny moments in it. But it's really, it's got some real darkness to it, and some real sensitive it, it moments. So, yeah. So the, the thing about the bees in the grave, I, I thought that was a little bit contrived. I was just like, oh, come on. Come on, no kid's going to think to do that. A kid would think of to put a sign up or put some police tape around it or something. One thing, the bees is very contrived. I don't know. Even you've got a dad like Jeff Pickles. Yeah. You're that creative thinking. Maybe, maybe. Um, I did like... Who knows? I did like kind of seeing how... Because I'm assuming before the accident, Mr. Pickles was the life of the party. He yeah. was happy, go lucky, and then something this dark and horrible happened to him. It's made him crack a little bit. Yeah. So you can see the cracks um, represented in, in his home life. Represented in the title sequence as well. Yes. And also in the um, in the fact that basically when he's at home, he's, he's, it's like a serial killer. It's like lit really dim. It's like, yep. wow, he's, he's spooky. So And he wants to deal with it himself. And he feels the best way to do that is to make a TV show. Through the, through about the show. Death. Can mm. you? Because I'm sure Sesame Street has done, has done stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's many great, long-lasting kid shows that we've yeah, well, well, both watched for our own childish entertainment, but also yeah. for, for the podcast as well, that have tackled it. Um, I mean, Sesame Street is up on the near the top of our list for a very good Just reason. Just an amazing pilot episode. It has Sesame an amazing Street. ability yeah. to teach, entertain adults and, and children as well. It's yeah. incredible. So, I, yeah, I don't doubt for a second that, that haven't, they haven't tackled the subject of death mm-hmm. because they have the ability to talk to so many millions and millions of children and tell them that it's all right. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever's going on, good or bad, it's okay. As long as you stick together with your friends and mm-hmm. talk to your parents and things like that, then things are okay. It's it's an incredibly brave mood. Um, 
I think the title of the show is called Green Mo- Green Means Go, yeah. uh, which is obviously tied into the fact that there's the accident at the start of it and one of them has gone for the green light and the other has not, Yeah, yeah. Um, causing the accident. Um, I mean, you can yeah, you said about the cracks appearing, Jeff loses patience and shaves his head. Yeah. Um, there's a sign of a man losing absolute control. He's also... And he's, I mean, he's an international yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Like his hair is part of the trademark. And he's got as long, much as the, he, he has as long the, hair. Stuff, the sleeveless he? like jumpers that he yeah. wears and the tie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got long hair. He's uh, Jim yeah. Carrey with long hair sort of look. So recently, there was a documentary that I think it's <clears throat> I think it's one of the most successful documentaries. Are you going to say Jim and Andy? No, not that. It, uh. It's um, about Mister Rogers. It's called um, uh, Welcome to My Neighborhood or something, and mm. it came out tail end of last year it was in the cinemas in america and uh it's about mr rogers who is a for the last 40 years before he died he was a, a tv personality where he teaches kids like about life and stuff and it's really really nice and really sweet and people try to find out uh they, they just thought that there would be some bad stuff like about him but there isn't he's genuinely just an amazing really nice person and you can see that Jim Carrey was really channeling Mr. Rogers in this. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Rogers, if he actually did have something dark in, in his life. Um, so that was really interesting from from, from that perspective. Uh, especially, I mean, actually referring back to this, the other documentary that I briefly mentioned there, the one yeah. with Andy, Andy Kaufman. Which is great, by the way. Insanely good. <laughs> yeah. So good. I mean, if you want to see someone like really dedicating themselves to a role, oh, man, holy yeah. cow. that's Everyone hated him as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think he hated him. <laughs> yeah. I think he hated himself. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I think there's probably an element of definitely a sort of, um, I, I guess in a way, a, a kind of an ode to Mr. Yeah. Rogers, but also, you know, what he would have done had he dealt with that subject as well, had he been in that situation, because it's, in, it's something you could not imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's nothing you can imagine until uh, if it ever happens. And, and obviously, you know, we, we never wish that upon anyone. Incredibly... Incredibly powerful show, and um, yeah, so it still has some incredible moments in it, though. Some amazing moments later on in the other episodes. Yeah, I immediately finished the first one and just got straight on watching two, three, four, and five. I've got them downloaded because um, I've got you. And by the way, this is available for free on on YouTube. Uh, if you want to download it to your device, you do need to sign up for YouTube Premium though, which is fifteen ninety nine a month. But the first month's free, which is what I've done. Um, and I, I'm going to download the next few as well. Yeah, you should. I, I, I would yeah. recommend pushing through to the end of the series. I okay. mean, even if there's moments where you think, no, I'm not, not sure, keep watching to the end of it. I think it's really, really good. And it certainly wants to keep watching, makes you want to keep watching afterwards. And season two is on the way in 2019 as well. So okay. that's, to, that's to come uh, as well. I can't remember where he's from, but Frank uh, Longella, Longella. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. He plays Seb. Him. He plays Seb in this, who is yeah. the boss of the production company yeah. and turns out to be Jeff's dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is brilliant, and there's a wonderful sort of relationship between those two that blossoms over the ten episodes. Um, and you, uh, you, you just about find out that they're related in yeah. this first episode. Yeah. You get a lot more of the sort of father son relationship as the episodes go on. But you can, you can really tell from, from there. He's been in so much. He's excellent. Yeah, I, like I, Frank. I love him. Um, Shall we run through the commandments? You ready yep. to do that? Where are they gone? Episode two. Do you want to watch it? Yes, and I've downloaded it. Already have. Yep. Um, does it have a memorable theme tune? Nope. No, minus points. Well, we're being quite harsh, but yeah. I I like a good theme song. When you, especially when we we spent you know Christmas period looking at our top fifty. Yeah. 
rearranging them. So all the 17s are now in order. All the 18s are in order. Okay. So when you think of the theme tunes we've got near the top, you know, the A-team, Sesame Street, Crystal Maze. You know, these are iconic theme theme tunes. Okay, so how would the kid in theme song go? I'll do the B. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Pickles is in the pickle. Jeff doesn't know what to do. (laughs) I got biscuit in the (laughs) throat. Oh, choking on biscuit. Great theme song. The choking on the biscuit bit is the best bit. Um, Do you want to have a go? Okay. Kidding. He's kidding. His son died in a car crash, but he's kidding. (laughs) You just copied what I did. You just changed the words. You did exactly what I just done. Did I really? You just, you just, I just, I just went, Mr. Pickles. I didn't even realise. In the pickle. You didn't get what I did. I did not even realise I did that. Right, move on. Okay, let's move on quickly. Move on. Quickly. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know if it's a new one. I think you're just coming into it as a transition's happening. It's not quite a brand new thing. The crash has already happened. Yeah. The breakdown's already started. It's more about him going. You're right. We yeah. need to do this. I so don't it's think a change he... of. Yeah, I think it is a change of journey. I do think it's not quite a sharp yeah. change or sharp introduction. It's quite a soft. And there's no one new being introduced in, into the things. So maybe it doesn't. No, less okay. less so than it does in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. And would you pause for a pee? Half an hour long, to be honest with you. I don't think you need to. I don't think so. Um, I think you should. If you need one, desperately right in the middle, I say you have to probably pause it. Really? Yeah. I feel like I could pick it up. I'll just like... Okay. I don't think you could, but... Turn the sound up and just quickly... quickly okay. Run. Do you feel emotionally connected? Unbelievably yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. Really, it's really sad. do. You'd be a monster not to like care about mm. what's going on. Whether it's not Jeff, whether it's uh, Will or or even Jill, or even um, actually his sister, Maddie, played by Juliet uh, Morins, is, she was excellent. She's really, really good in it. Uh, would you recommend it? I would, especially for the theme song. Kidding. <laughs> He's just kidding. <laughs> uh, does, in a he, He's kidding. <laughs> is there a mic drop? <laughs> yes, I think. I think when you find out his kid's dead. Yeah, yeah. Is that a mic drop? I think they might have... It's a subtle put down. It's, it's a subtle put down. Yeah, it's like the one we had the other other day. It's a yeah, a place down of the mic and drop from a, an inch from the ground. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's an accidental drop. Yeah. Uh, does it defy expectations? I think so because I yeah. must admit when I first heard and saw it, I was like, oh, Jim Carrey, kids entertainer, something called kidding. This will be fun. I genuinely thought it was about because I knew he was involved and in the TV fun. show. I did. I mean, we yeah. spoke a lot about it, but I want to make sure that people don't think, oh my god, this is gloomy yeah. and miserable. It's it is fun as well. Yeah, because when you first said that about this, I thought because I'd heard that he did a TV show about stand up comedy in the seventies. So I thought this was it. I thought okay, it's about stand up comedy in the seventies because it's called Kidding. No, it's not. It surprised me what it was about. Mm. So, so does it defy expectations? Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Has it aged well? It's not well, that old. It's only been we dealt with t- with uh, two kind of recent shows. Yeah, so I think the the proofs in the in the in the pudding i think the subject matter will age well because it's universal it's unfortunately something that happens to everybody yeah yeah um so kidding is the hype real 
I've heard nothing. No, about I this heard show. nothing about it. Absolutely I just saw nothing. that it landed on thing, and I thought, well, it comes with Jim Carrey. I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm interested already. So. so is that better that there was no hype yet? We watched it and we loved it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so I think there's less points. pressure there's less pressure on it from that point of view for yeah. sure to, to be impressive so yeah. okay well that's our thoughts on the two shows time to actually give it a score each let's give it a score and if it's the first time you first given us give a score we do it out of 10 and then we add them together so it's a total score of 20 and then we will place it in the top 50 if it actually gets there yep so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I think it is a Pretty, pretty strong pilot episode. Yeah. Um, I can see what all the fuss is about. I want to give an 8.5. Cool. Well, I'm going to match you. I'm not going yeah. to faff about. I'm just going to go straight in there and say, yep. 17. 17. That means it's in the top 50, it right? It makes the top 50. Well, shall we, well, we'll have to put it in there yeah. in a moment amongst yeah. the 17s. So okay. we'll have to go and have right. a look at them. So bear okay. with. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, and it's Ooh. called Pilot as well, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, points. So it's... so that, Yeah, it deserves the 8.5 yeah. then, yeah, yeah. Uh, kidding, I really like this a lot. It's really different from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah. and it's nice to see someone like Jim do something so very different okay. from his usual comical self. I'm going to go another 8.5. I'm actually going to give it a 7. Okay. Uh, reason why is I I want to watch the next episode, but yep. not as I'm not dying to watch it. I don't know when I will watch it. Okay. Um, I do love Jim Carrey though, and I like it when he does serious roles as well. It's it's even better. Yeah. Um, but for now, I, that's I think right. It's a seven. That's fine yeah. by me. Fifteen point five for kidding. Just doesn't make the top fifty. Unfortunately, um, but it's still in the charts. We're just going to stick that in amongst the fifteen point fives for now because uh, it'll take us too long to work, yep. work out exactly where that fits. But mm-hmm. seventeen for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So we'll start at the top of the seventeens and work our way down till we agreed that it fits. Is that right? Okay, go for it, mate. Unless you want to work from the bottom up, I don't mind. Yeah. So what what, what do we from have at seventeen at the moment? Top one is Daredevil. Is it better than Daredevil? No. No. Is it better than Sherlock? No. Is it better than 30 people at uh, 30? 30 people just do nothing? No, <laughs> uh, just people just do nothing. For me, no. Agreed. Simpsons? No. Orange is the New Black? No. Luther? No. Flash Forward? For me, yes. But I for think you? I, no, I think I'm going to say yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree. So, so the between mar- Luther and Flash Forward? Yeah. So the marvellous Mrs. Ma- Mrs. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Marvellous Mrs. Maisel can go in there at 33rd. Oh, do you know what? We're, we're going to knock out. Which a means big we're one. going to knock out Atlanta. I'm sorry, Atlanta, but you join the ranks of American Gods, Knight Rider, Gotham, Billions, and Fringe. Goodbye. American Horror Story, Arrested and Arrested Development on the 16.5 under the top it's 50. It's just the way it is, boys yeah. and girls. It's just the way it is. So there it is. Done. In the list it goes. So currently at the bottom is Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Let's hope that. Well, that's a 50th. It's not bottom, it's 50th. Bottom of the top 50, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next week then we've got to do two more shows. What are you fancy doing? Can Ooh. I go first? Okay, go for it. Um, something totally different, but thinking comedy, because comedy's okay. on the brain at the moment. Um, quite a lot of the, well, We've got some stuff going on at work I can ta- can't talk about right now, but Ooh, I will. Okay. Um, can we do Little Britain? Actually, I'm not asking. I'm telling him. We're doing okay. Little Britain. Little Britain. Yeah. I never really liked that show. Oh. I cannot remember the pilot episode at all. Is it any good? God knows. Okay. You'll uh, find out. What do you want to do against that? Well, I had one in mind. Okay. Um, I probably wasn't going to do it for this week, but as you've picked a British show, I'm going to, I'm going to use it. Um, I want to watch, and I don't know if you even know what this is. Um, it's called Jam. Um, 
you might know Chris Morris from like the day to day and, and uh, oh, this is done. a Channel Four. Yeah, it's called Jam. It's quite surreal, but it features. And the reason why I want to do it, it features your hero, Mark Heap. You love Mark Heap. He's my guy. thing is, everyone loves Mark Heap. He's my guy. He is my guy. Mr. Lizard. Okay. So, um, Little Britain Little against Britain. Jam. Yeah. Chris Morris's Jam. Uh-huh. I can't I wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite looking forward to watching Little Britain. If I, from what I remember of Jam, I think it's going to be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. It will be really weird. Let's so, that's what we're going to do next week, but we are very welcome to take your suggestions of shows to do, so please let us know on Twitter. Jed? You can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm on Twitter at the Jellyman. That's T H W the Jellyman. Yeah. So yeah, tweet us your suggestions, and <laughs> we do sing that every week if it's the first time. So welcome on board. Uh, yeah, we'll do those two, and then we'll give them a score. We'll stick them in the list. We'll do two more the week after that. That's how it works. Yep. So what's next week again? Just as a roundup, Little Britain versus Jam. And that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>